The Air Attack with BC The Man can be heard on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and the Anchor app. Subscribe and share today. All right, what's up, guys? We are back on the air attack. I am your pal, BC. Follow me on Twitter at BC, a.k.a. The Man, after a few weeks off. We always like to take a little bit of time off in April, maybe an extra week or two in there. I had a cough that wouldn't go away. Let's leave it at that. Anyway, um, yeah, I had the thing. It's okay. I'm fine. Okay, I'm, I'm absolutely fine. Not saying you're not going to be fine. Not saying you are going to be fine. Go talk to your own doctor. But me personally, I'm fine. Maybe three days where it sucked, I would say. And then, you know, getting better for another week or so. But anyway, we are back. A lot to talk about. We've missed a lot, a lot in the month of April. Obviously, the Final Four is, has come and gone. We give our preview, though, right? So lost the Final Four by half a point uh, with Kansas. So very, very upset there. Or maybe it's a full point. They won by three? Yeah, I lost by a full point. Got screwed at the end there. Kansas should have rebounded better, bottom line. I mean, the end of the game scenario, yeah, Kansas probably should have covered that game. But Kansas also should have rebounded a lot better against the very big North Carolina team. So congratulations to them. No more masks on planes. Um, even if you're fighting Mike Tyson, why would somebody throw a water bottle at Mike Tyson? How drunk do you have to be? My God, what an idiot. But no more masks on planes. You can tell by the videos circulating. Put it this way. I didn't see any videos circulating on social media with people booing or people screaming or, or, or crying no when they announced that there were no masks on planes. I know there's some hysteria that's being sold out there, and that hysteria is complete and utter horseshit. The vast majority of people want nothing to do with this stuff anymore, whether it's masks, vaccines, people have made their decisions. I think it's time to move on. Okay, I think, I think we're going to be okay. I thought that for a long time, by the way. But you can tell that the overwhelming consensus, just by the reaction to what's happened on planes now, okay, that kind of told you everything you needed to know about what's going on in this country. The only, the, only, the only place where they're really, really hanging on for dear life seems to be New York City. They're still putting masks, masks on kids that I think are like two to four years old. It's stupid. Uh, now, listen, the governor, the governor and the mayor of New York and of New York City are both stupid. I mean, they are rotten people, but more than anything else, they peddle stupidity more than you will ever see anywhere else in the country. Why on earth are these little kids wearing masks? It's fucking dumb. I mean, it's absolutely fucking dumb. I tell you what, you're so big on them choosing their gender, why don't you let them choose whether or not to wear a mask? How about that? I thought they were old enough to make their own decisions. I mean, these two of them are complete morons. You had a shooting in New York City on a subway. Ten people get shot, and they find the guy. Now, listen, the guy... <laughs> The guy spends the night. He, 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 he shoots up a, a subway train in Brooklyn, gets off the subway, then gets back on the subway, and you know where he hauls off to? What do you think? Jersey, Pennsylvania, Ohio, Delaware, Canada? Now, nah, lower Manhattan. He went to the east side of Manhattan, people. He spent the night at a hostel in Manhattan. That's where he went. I'm not kidding. I'm totally serious. And then the next day... When he calls the cops on himself, and when a couple people see him walking down First Avenue, which is kind of weird, First Avenue in St. Mark's Place, I thought this guy hated white people. What the hell's going on here? Mayor Eric Adams declares, we got him. Boy, I tell you what, Mr. Mayor, what a manhunt that must have been. Good. Good to see the phone lines work at the NYPD. You got to be kidding me. That wasn't the worst of it, though. That wasn't the most embarrassing part. The most embarrassing part was the governor of New York, trying to act serious the day of the shooting. Ladies and gentlemen, the governor of New York, Her Majesty, Kathy Hochul. This morning, ordinary, ordinary New Yorkers woke up in anticipation of a relatively normal day. They 
left their homes en route to school, en route to their jobs, and to a normal day, as I mentioned. Yes, Governor, we know what a normal day is. Thank you. We don't, we don't need to know about the school and the jobs. We know, we know where people go on a normal day. That sense of tranquility and normalness was disrupted, brutally disrupted. Normalcy. It's not normalness. It's normalcy. By an individual so cold-hearted and depraved of heart. Do you have to say cold-hearted and depraved of heart? They had no caring about the individuals that they assaulted as they simply went about their daily lives. This individual is still on the loose. This person is dangerous. They're asking individuals to be very vigilant and alert. Could you say individuals one more time? Just please say individuals one more time. Please, Governor. And you'll get more reports on specificity as the day goes on. So this is an active shooter situation right now in the city of New York. I just got off the phone with the mayor. He's recovering well. He is monitoring. He's actively engaged in the situation. I wanted to let him know that the people of the entire state of New York stand with the people of this city, this community, and we say no more. No more mass shootings. Hold up now. She doesn't know anything about the suspect, but she knows what this is. Those two things can't be true. You have no idea at this point, or maybe you do, but you have no idea at this point who the shooter is or what he was trying to accomplish. None whatsoever. This could have been ISIS for all you know. You have absolutely no idea, and now she's using this with her anti-gun pom-pom-waving bullshit. It's unbelievable. No more disrupting lives. No more creating heartbreak for people just trying to live their lives as normal New Yorkers. It has to end, and it ends now. <laughs> sure it does. Okay, that's enough for her. Oh, my God. Yeah, no more shootings. She said it has to end, and it has to end right now. There you go. She's talking to the individual, by the way, the individual that went after all the individuals and did the things to the other individuals who were trying to do their normal things that individuals do, like leave their homes and go to do normal person things on normal days like individuals. I got it. Thank you, Governor. You are very you are wildly talented. You are a strong and majestic and impressive woman. My goodness, you are so independent. That's the those are the people, by the way. And this woman's walking around not lately, but she's been walking around with a pendant hanging around her neck that says vaxxed. These are the people trying to tell you what to do with your health. I'm sorry. That's not happening with me. This is, this is just mass hysteria, and I'm not going to act as if it isn't. Speaking of hysterics, okay, Johnny Depp and Amber Heard basically have this trial on, on broadcast for the entire world to see. This is kind of stupid. For those of you not familiar, these two were married. This is not a divorce trial. This is Johnny Depp fighting back because Amber Heard a few years ago thought it would be funny to accuse the guy of domestic violence. Because she did that, he lost out on a movie. I think it was a Pirates of the Caribbean movie, if I'm not mistaken. And it just happened to be a Disney film, if you're not familiar with that. There's a company that hasn't been in the news nearly enough lately. Let's get him involved in this horseshit, too. Johnny Depp decided he was tired of putting up with this, took Amber Heard to trial. He's looking for $50 million in damages, which really is not unrealistic. This whole thing kind of sounds like rich people nonsense, like movie star nonsense, like, come on, guys, there's better stuff to do. No, 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 no. Two things here. Number one, if you haven't figured this out, men are tired of being humiliated by these monsters. I'm not saying there aren't bad men out there. I watch the ID channel. I get it. But men have had it with being humiliated by these psychopaths who think they can do whatever they want and no one's ever going to have anything to say about it. 
Amber Heard wants to accuse him of domestic violence. If it's true that he, that she's lying about this and Don, Johnny Depp is telling the truth, she deserves not only all the ridicule she's getting right now, she also deserves to lose a shitload of money. Guess why? Because he did. Never mind his pain and his suffering. That too, okay? But because she cost him a ton of money. And because you've got these, these basically these lowlives out there that love pointing fingers and making hysterical accusations themselves who jump on, her, on the bandwagon with her because of that, Johnny Depp was buried the minute she made that accusation, especially when she got her PR team on it. So they can dress her up how they want to. They put her in her little blazer, her little schoolgirl outfit, trying to act all prim and proper with her chin up in the air. She's a train wreck. Her voice is on tape. These tapes have been authenticated. They're in a court of law. There's no doubt what she's doing here. She admits to beating him. She admits to hitting him and then and then tries to tell him, well, I didn't really hit you that hard. It's not a big deal. You're a baby. And you can see the look in Johnny Depp's eyes while he's listening to this. Certain guys know that look. I know that look. You know what that look is? I can't believe I let someone get that close to me who is this tormented, who is this much of a train wreck, who is this dangerous. Okay. And there's also a lot of anger there. You know why? Because he realizes how much he lost because of his association with her. He's not just pissed off at her. He's pissed off at all the other people that decided to take her side. I know a little something about that. And some people are specialists in this nonsense, this character assassination. And it happens. If it can happen to Johnny Depp, it can happen to you. You just saw Will Smith a few weeks ago blow a gasket. Are you noticing a theme here? Men are actually fighting back and saying, you know what? I'm tired of this shit. Now, Will Smith took it out in the wrong person. I'm not saying he should have beat up Jada. I'm just saying you shouldn't have beat up Chris Rock, right? At least, at least try to smack him. Even Trevor Bauer is now suing his accuser. He already sued the athletic and Molly Knight. Good for him, by the way. Okay, now he's suing his accuser and her attorney. Why? Because he says he was set up. Makes perfect sense. She pursued him on, on Instagram. Met up with him not once, but not once, but twice for rough sex, right? Said she wanted it rougher the second time, and then, oops, I don't feel so well. You rape me. Basically, that's what she came up with. I was sexually assaulted. I'm a victim, everybody. And since you're famous, you'll let me get away with it. Trevor Bauer's saying, nope, I don't think so. He's still getting paid by the Dodgers, by the way, to sit on his ass. And Johnny Depp the same way. Good for Johnny Depp for doing this. 100% good for him. And I'm not suggesting that it's some sort of joy to date or be married to Johnny Depp. Amber Heard knew who she was marrying. Spare me all the talk about drinking, drugs, pills, coke, weed, whiskey, whatever it is. Spare me. It's not like he kept all that a secret from you before you married him. And if she was beating the shit out of him before they got married, well, then guess what? Johnny Depp's an idiot, too, forever marrying this girl. Simple as that. They actually diagnosed her with something called hysterical, what was, I don't know, histrionic personality disorder, which they say is a form of narcissism and involves outlandish accusations, outlandish reactions. In other words, you think you can react any way you want to about somebody and manipulate the thoughts and the reactions of others by doing that. Yes, I have absolutely seen that emotion. I wasn't aware there was a clinical term for it, but uh, yeah, I've seen that. I've seen that act before. I, I, th that act continues with certain people that I know. Okay, within their own relationships. And I'm just like, wow, you, you continue to let that go on? Hey, God bless you. Not me, not me. If you're, if you're going to act that way around me, you're not going to be around me for very long. Bottom line, that's just how it is. So Johnny Depp's got to take a hit here too. Okay, his own behavior is obviously, you know, a problem here. But that doesn't justify it. Like if you think about it like this. Okay, so you got the drinking, you got the partying, you got the drugs, you got all that kind of stuff. Okay, and he's also weird. He's also a very weird kind of guy. Okay, you're over here. Then we got you, Amber Heard, and you're beating the shit out of the guy. You're beating him up, right? And then you're falsely accusing him of beating you up publicly. 
Which one of those things do you really think is going to be perceived as being worse? The guy who likes to get fucked up or the woman who likes to beat on somebody and then scream domestic violence falsely to anybody who will listen. My God. And you know who I'd love to hear from right now? Amber Heard's little support system of women. Where's her network of women? Her fellow strong, independent women. Huh? Where are these fierce women? Where are they? Where are all the Me Too people? Where are the Believe Women people right now? Where are all the women that told Amber Heard, and the men, by the way, that this behavior is perfectly acceptable? You can do whatever you want, and nothing's ever going to happen to you. Where is it? I, I like, where is this network? Where is this big group of people? Where are you guys? Speak up. It's not like she did this on her own. Remember that. I mean, she's going to take the blame because she did it, and she's probably going to lose a lot of money. And if he gets what he wants out of her, I don't know how much money she got left, but it's not going to be a lot. But just remember this. For every Amber Heard out there, there's a couple dozen people telling them that it's perfectly fine to behave this way. Don't ever forget I told you that. Moving on now, you got a few stories from the NFL that we really didn't get to uh, because I was gone basically for the last month. Uh, first of all, the Colin Kaepernick stuff. Colin Kaepernick's not coming back. I'm tired of this being rehashed. He went and worked out at Michigan and then put out a story about how he would love to be a backup somewhere. That's really nice of Colin Kaepernick to do that. Here's a guy that no one's wanted anything to do with for the last five years, and suddenly he'd be willing to come off the bench. He's not going to play. He has no desire to play. I know there was speculation that maybe he's running out of money. I find that hard to believe. He just got a Netflix deal, which is one of the things that's keeping him from playing. First of all, Jim Harbaugh has no business having him at Michigan after what, he, after what Colin Kaepernick did to Jim Harbaugh's brother, who coaches the Ravens. I mean, what, what Colin Kaepernick did, basically comparing management of, of Baltimore to slaves. That's what he did. Ray Lewis was like the, the house slaves, like the, the Samuel L. Jackson character in Django Unchained, and the GM or Jim Harbaugh or John Harbaugh, whoever it was in that tweet, was supposed to be like the was supposed to be like uh, Leonardo DiCaprio. He that's exactly what he did. Now it wasn't Kaepernick; it was his girlfriend. But I'm sure she was sitting right next to him when it happened. Same thing. The guy doesn't want to play. I had not seen his Netflix special. I obviously refused to watch it, but I did catch the clip for the first time a couple weeks ago where he compares NFL owners to slave owners. And I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. He he. I mean, it's a whole visual here. He has guys that actually got into wardrobe and are acting like they're going from the NFL combine right to a slave ship. It's crazy. I mean, it's absolutely nuts. Obviously, he's not getting signed. This is just another PR stunt. But he's got his Netflix money, and he's got, as far as I know, he's still getting his Nike money. So I don't think he's out of money whatsoever. I don't think that's what it is. I think it's just another stunt from a very cheap man. That's just what he is. I mean, my God, I'm supposed to get excited because he threw a ball 45, 50 yards in the air. Wow. With no defender? Boy. He hit a receiver in stride. Good for him. Give me a fucking, give me a break. Debo Samuel looks like he wants out of San Francisco. I've talked to a couple people about this and they said, well, I think money will solve this. Yeah, maybe it will, but maybe it won't. He's kind of made it clear that he doesn't want to be this sort of hybrid anymore. He just wants to go back to being a regular old wide receiver. Kyle Shanahan had been tossing him into the backfield because Jimmy Garoppolo was, let's just say, unreliable with his throws. And so this was a way to get the ball safely into his hands. Now you're going to insert Trey Lance, at least so it would appear, into the starting role there. Okay, fine. He may not be that reliable himself. And if they take Debo Samuel out of San Francisco, this changes things. They already lost Raheem Mostert to the Dolphins. I know he wasn't there most of last year. I think they lost one or two other running backs as well. This is shaping up to be a real tough year for San Francisco, just how it is. And listen, I know I know one good friend of mine is going to have a gonna have a problem hearing that, but it, it's just, rela just reality. I'm sorry. The NFC West all of a sudden, look at it. 
You got Seattle with no Russell Wilson. They're obviously in rebuild mode. I think we all agree that the Arizona Cardinals just don't have what it takes, at least they haven't, to even get anywhere in the playoffs. So now it's looking like this whole division suddenly just belongs to the Rams, who just won the Super Bowl. Boy, how things can change. Going from, like, the top division in football last year to, hey, you know, basically it's the Rams and... And it seems like a lot of teams just competing for second place. So we'll see how that shapes up. Things can change. I could be wrong. I mean, Debo could end up in a Niners uniform, and, and that's what it is. I mean, you know, or they could trade him. They could trade him uh, during the draft, before the draft, and, and draft another wide receiver and just sort of move on like that. Not quite sure what's going to happen. I'm not a big draft guy, by the way. I don't make a lot of predictions because the things can change. Also, this year, this draft doesn't have a lot of buzz because you don't have a you don't really have a I don't know, sort of like a can't-miss quarterback. There is no Andrew Luck. There is no Trevor Lawrence. There, there's none of that this year. There's no, like, Kyler Murray. Where's he going to go? What's he going to do? Nah, you just you, know, you just don't have it this year. Some good defenders, some good wide receivers. That's kind of every year, though. So um, I'm, I'll watch it. I'll watch it and be very interested in it. I'm not interested in betting on it. I'm not interested in giving my prediction because what do I care? What it, the, only, the only way I would care about your prediction in the draft is if I were going to bet on it. Otherwise, what do I give a shit? I'm just going to watch it. Just because you found something out like half an hour early, I'm supposed to be. Why would I care about that? It's like Adrian Wojnarowski. Sometimes you don't got to say anything. The NBA playoffs start. Kyrie Irving gets it from the, the Boston fans, gives it back to him. And Adrian Wojnarowski determines that, oh, you know what this is about? This is about legalized gambling. That is fascinating, Adrian. You know why? There is no legalized gambling in Boston or anywhere in Massachusetts, you dope. Okay? Stick to your so-called insider stories. Great. You got a few people who work in front offices around the NBA who leak out info to you. Good for you. What do I care? Why do I care about? I don't care about you. It's like I'm, I'm not into gossip. I'm into sports. Give me a break. So the NFL draft kind of falls in that same, under that same umbrella. The other NFL story, a little bit of an uncomfortable one, is obviously Dwayne Haskins. I understand when someone passes away, you want to say nice things about him. I've seen from the reaction that this guy meant a lot to a lot of people. A lot of people really liked him. That does not explain away why he is walking on, not around, not next to, but on a highway right around dawn on a Saturday morning in Florida. And not just any highway. It was I-95 or, or maybe it was 595, which goes right off of it. Either way, major highway. That's just how it is. And I know people got on Gil Brandt. The guy's a 90-year-old man, used to coach football, whatever. He gives his own thoughts and basically says, hey, listen, the kid lived to die. He said the kid basically did a lot of knucklehead things. And unfortunately, that's the first thing I thought, too. Not trying to spit on the kid's grave, not trying to talk ill about him, not trying to get attention or make waves. But I was just like, you got to be kidding. You know, this this kid, it was always something with him. And if you don't think it was always something and you don't think that this was, you know, something different. You know what? How about his wife calling 911? His wife is calling 911 from Pittsburgh, by the way, hysterical and calls 911 down in Florida and says, look, he's on the side of the road looking for gas, and he's walking on the highway. Why is she screaming and yelling? Why is she out of control? Why were the two of them even speaking at, at 6.30, quarter to 7 in the morning? Why do you think that was? Yeah, I mean, have you ever actually processed that? I know you don't want to judge. I know you don't want to jump to conclusions. Some of you, hopefully. Not the Amber Heard crowd, but some of you. Right? But when it comes down to it, if she's calling 911 because her husband is, quote, looking for gas on a highway... Doesn't that suggest that she knows something is dreadfully wrong and that something horrible is about to happen? They have another 911 caller basically said he just got hit by a truck. He's walking in the road. She was screaming at him. And then, boom, he got hit. She drove by him and she screamed at him and then he got hit. Obviously, something was up here. You'll get some more of that, you know, some more of those details and more of that info as the next few weeks kind of unfold. But I think we know where this is headed. This is just one more crazy thing. And if you really care, and you really want to do something good here, 
talk to kids about making dumb decisions like this. We talk about this with a lot of activism. No one ever wants to talk about, you know, some of the real problems out there. Tell kids not to act like this. Instead of glorifying the guy and sweeping it, sweeping it under the rug. And all the, the race baiters and all the, the so all these like, you know, activist grifters out there are trying to make this into a black white thing. And he's just property and yada, yada. I mean, it's just so dumb. It's so dumb, but it's destructive. And it's all over Twitter and every, everywhere else. It was 630 in the morning. He is walking on a major interstate. And I got to be the one to tell you that there's something wrong with that scenario. And then you throw his wife's hysterical 911 call into the mix. And suddenly no one wants to talk about it. Come on, guys. Give me a break. And if we're going to get into Twitter, which we are, which is basically the story of the week, the story of the month, Elon Musk buys Twitter. Now, a couple weeks ago, he teased this, and I thought this was great. On a Saturday night, he tweets out and suggests they turn Twitter headquarters into a homeless shelter because no one shows up there anyway. So basically, all the prima donnas working at Twitter start freaking out, saying, what is this? And he does it on Saturday night. I know why he did that. He did it to ruin their Saturday because he knows basically these people drag their asses around their apartments in their, in their pajamas for four and a half, maybe five days a week if they're really new. Okay, and then they go out and get fucked up all weekend. He's like, no, I'll, do, I'll, I'll go ahead and take care of these guys. I'll ruin them. And just by their reaction to him talking about wanting to buy it, he exposed what was really happening at Twitter. And it's something, again, you can follow me on Twitter at BCAK the man. I have a feeling more people will be doing this now. But what he, what he did was, through their reaction, you could tell that all the things they told you weren't going on at Twitter for the last five, six, seven, eight years have absolutely been going on. I've been talking about it. I don't talk about it quite as much as maybe I want to for two reasons. Number one, it got to that point with me because I criticized Twitter. Because I, I criticized them not just for the political horseshit where they basically try to make Trump into the Antichrist, try to glorify Hillary Clinton, try to hide certain things, try to, try to pump up other things. But for me personally, because I got on them about the way they defend these horrible companies around Silicon Valley. If you don't know this, Jack Dorsey's the guy that founded Twitter. He also founded Square, you know, the payment processing thing. Square and Uber used to share a building in San Francisco. So when the drivers were getting screwed, when they were getting their cars repossessed, when they're when they having to sleep in their cars, because they, they, they couldn't pay the gas money just to go back and forth and go home. When their pay got cut by 50, 60, 70%. When Uber turned out to be one glorified scam, Twitter covered for them. And I called them out for it. And it's the same thing with Lyft, the same thing with DoorDash, and a lot of these so-called gig economy horseshit scams. There was a time you could make money as a driver for some of these things, but a lot of them are just a joke. Like Instacart. I don't know anybody who actually made money from Instacart for more than like 10 days. And then they realize, oh my God, I'm just, I'm just garbage. I, this is terrible. I can't live like this walk around putting someone else's groceries into a bag and scurrying around for basically uh, sweatshop wages. It's ridiculous. And half these people apparently don't want to tip on these things. Too. Like DoorDash people don't want to actually tip or they promise a tip and then they take them away. And drivers are telling these stories across the country. And I'm like, this is awful. And Twitter covers for them. And so do the financial networks cover for them. And so what Twitter has done is they have throttled my account so I can only get X amount of followers. I've been at the same number of followers for like five, six years. Does that make any sense to anybody? It doesn't. And the reason I've kept it going is because, A, I know, I know that I'm actually pretty good at what I do, and B, because I thought maybe something like this might happen someday, and here it is. And you can tell who's really been running things at Twitter from behind the scenes, who's been pulling the strings there by the reactions. Oh, this is the end of our democracy. Our democracy. Anybody who says our democracy anymore is just an asshole. I mean, that's just all there is to it. We hear that term used around the world. It's a globally used term. We all know that we all know the characters at this point. I'm not going to rehash. OK, anyone saying that is a jerk off. OK, they engage in shadow banning, which basically you put something on Twitter and hardly anybody sees it, especially people who don't follow you.
They cap your follower accounts like they've done to me. And now you got Twitter. What are they going to do? Listen to their employees and not sell to Elon Musk? You got to be kidding me. How well has that worked out for Netflix? Netflix comes out and says, hey, you know what we're going to do, guys? We're going to stop you from sharing your passwords. Now, how does that make any sense? If I've got this app on my cell phone, right, or I got this app on my television, you're telling me I can't travel and take this thing with me? So how do you know you're not, how do we know that's not what I'm doing when I go to a hotel or somewhere else and put my password in there? There's really no way to do that. Or are you telling me with all the price, like the price hikes with Netflix lately, that everyone in the house has to have their own account? That's not what's going to happen. People have been canceling Netflix left and right. Number one, it's overpriced. Number two, the content is horseshit. I've talked about this before. There's only so much wokeness people can endure. And believe me, it was bad enough to begin with. But Netflix is down roughly 70% since the last week in October. Why is that significant? Well, the last week of October is when Netflix decided to allow their employees to hold a little freak show outside of Netflix HQ and protest a guy named Dave Chappelle. The stock is down 70% percent since then disney's on the same track but they're not going down that much 70 percent here and netflix talks about we're not going to overspend anymore no your problem is you shouldn't be listening to your a-hole employees and being scared of them because they fall into some sort of protected group it's ridiculous and getting back to twitter that's the problem you have here you have a bunch of people at twitter who really think they control culture they said it out loud oh this is more this isn't just a job this is something bigger and if you look at what they've done over the last just five years, it's been going on before that, but just the last five years, okay, promoting Black Lives Matter, ignoring all the riots, okay, targeting any cop anywhere that Black Lives Matter puts in their crosshairs. No, no, no interest in the facts, no interest in waiting for, for the truth, none of it whatsoever. Even Amy Cooper, remember her, the girl in Central Park that called the cops on a black guy? Oh, that's right. Let's get her fired. Let's put her in jail even better. Why? Because Twitter made it that way. Twitter put a bullseye on her. The Hunter Biden laptop story. Oh, it's Russian disinformation. Who do you think pushed that horseshit? Twitter even suspended the New York Post because the New York Post said, we're not deleting a tweet about Hunter Biden's laptop. Hunter Biden is obviously Joe Biden's kid. Here's a laptop floating around that suggests he was involved in a lot of shading dealings with Ukraine. Remember them? Have you heard about them lately? Yeah, you have actually, haven't you? And there might have been some pictures on there of him doing some eh, Johnny Depp kind of stuff, let's say. Only, only some of it is when he's naked. No, no, no. It's Russian disinfo. Let's suspend the New York Post. New York Post says we're not deleting shit. Finally, they got their account back after the election. How about Kyle Rittenhouse? They tried to basically have him locked in a hole for the rest of his life. Why? Why on earth would that be the case? Hollywood B-listers and C-listers actively glorifying a guy who's a child rapist who literally told the kid, kill me, and chased after him. A guy who put a gun in his head. In fact, the guy who pointed a gun at Kyle Rittenhouse's head shook Joe Biden's hand a couple days ago. But according to Twitter... Okay, he's the greatest guy in the world. You know why? Because the people who criticize that guy get shadow banned. They get throttled down. Anybody who questioned the 2020 election where the numbers really didn't add up and make sense, maybe the guy won fair and square. Maybe he did. But anybody who even questions the analytics says, listen, the bellwether counties all went to Trump. How did this guy win? How did he get 81 million votes? No one wanted to come to his rallies. Why did people stop counting votes overnight? These are logical questions. And the people who ask them, well, they're labeled as promoting the big lie. After 2016 and Hillary Clinton's kicking and screaming about everything was stolen from her, that's not the big lie. It's four years later. That's the big lie. And how January 6th with, with what, three guns amongst the whole group of them? That was an insurrection. And anybody they don't like is a white supremacist. Trump Russia for five, six years. It's Mueller time. And pray for Ukraine. And don't you dare make fun of Leah Thomas. And don't you make, dare make fun of that doctor from Pennsylvania. No, no, no. Don't you dare do that. 
can't make fun of Dr. Levine. What, are you kidding me? No way. That's a, that's a strong, talented woman now. I don't care what she looks like. Leah Thomas, that's a woman. That's a, yeah, okay, okay, fine. Hey, she's a lap, she's a lap and a half ahead, okay, of everyone else she's racing against, okay? And it has nothing to do with the fact that she was Will Thomas the year before. Nothing to do whatsoever. Boom, let's suspend your account. Let's throttle it down. Let's take some followers from you. Colin Kaepernick's bullshit. How about Media Matters? Media Matters is an organization run by billionaires that exists simply to get white people fired from their jobs for tweets that were from like a decade ago. And they go after Tucker Carlson too and try to get his advertisers taken away. Okay? And of course, of course, of course, the COVID hysteria. Doctors with blue check marks you never heard of. And of course, every single one of them thinks Donald Trump is an asshole. And it's, it's totally coincidental that that's the case. You're not allowed to question the vaccine, not allowed to question mask rules, not allowed to question any of it, not allowed to question the companies that have made a shitload of money. And this is where Elon Musk said, you know what, I'm going to do something about it. Now, do I know what his full intentions are? No, this has yet to even start to play out yet. But the bottom line is that Twitter has morphed into a digital megaphone for the left. And at the same time, they think they can just shoot down everybody and what you're, anybody who disagrees with them. And basically, the people at Twitter now are worried about their jobs, which is kind of ironic, isn't it? Being that they use that platform to endanger the jobs of so many. And now all these Twitter engineers are living in fear. Go fuck yourselves. Living in fear, okay, is living in a neighborhood where Antifa starts breaking the glass at at midnight, okay? And you got a seven-year-old kid there. That's living in fear, okay? Living in fear is Black Lives Matter marching through your town and starting to light shit on fire just because they were organized through Twitter. That's living in fear. You losing a job you probably don't deserve to begin with, that's not living in fear. That's probably justice, okay? And it's long overdue. And now one more story, and I hope this gets some people fired, this whole topic, and I, I don't know that it will, but it should, okay, if there's any justice in the world. Obviously, the Major League Baseball season started uh, just a couple weeks ago, uh, went up against Masters weekend because these knuckleheads couldn't get a deal done before that. Okay, fine. The season starts, right? As a Yankees fan, as a guy living in New Jersey, a Yankees fan, I went and tried to count, and I'm not sure I got it right or not. But I think it's like eight different platforms the games are going to be on this year. They're going to be on the Yes Network. That's the local like regional sports network the Yankees are on. They own it. They're going to be on Fox, FS1. They're going to be on ESPN, obviously. They're going to be on, are they going to be on FS2? I'm not sure. I'm not sure if TBS has a package this year or not. Obviously, Major League Network, at, uh, MLB Network at, at some point in time. They're going to be on Amazon Prime. They're going to be on Apple TV, and they're going to be on Peacock. That's a joke. That's fucking terrible. I'm not going to get back into the whole streaming thing with sports and everything. I've already made my thoughts known on that. It's ridiculous. It discriminates against poor kids, your older fans who don't want to go through all these different services and have to you know, buy a brand new TV every three years just to keep up with this shit. The Yankees had a game last Friday that they put on Amazon Prime. I'm looking for the game. I can't find it anywhere. Okay, and after sifting through like half a, half a dozen channels, I'm not even kidding, I realized, well, it must be streaming somewhere, and it was. It was streaming on Amazon. And a buddy of mine from Twitter, you can follow him at Jersey Joe 50 the guy, guy who lives in Jersey City, goes out on a Friday night, wants to watch the game, realizes, oh, wait a second, this game's not on, finds it on Amazon Prime, actually has to give up his cell phone so that the entire bar full of people can watch the Yankee game. I hope he didn't pay for a drink the whole night. Now, very nice of him to do that. That's not the point. Okay, the point is that he had to. And these teams are absolutely screwing over fans. They're killing their ability to grow a young fan base. I don't care, especially on a Friday night. Don't you understand that your young fans are the fans of the future? Don't you understand that the 8-year-old today is the guy, is the 14-year-old in a few years who wants to buy a jersey? Okay, or, or in 10 years who wants to maybe buy season tickets? 
My God. Mike, I mean, this is pure and utter stupidity. Just a money grab. And you know what? These teams in Major League Baseball, they come across like golf clubs. They come across like country clubs, like spoiled brats, okay, who inherited the place from their father, and they're like, well, the place is never going to go anywhere, okay? It's never. It's not going to like the Yankees are going out of business. We got this. We must be doing something right. Yeah, you're doing something right. You're George Steinbrenner's kids. That's what you did right. This is terrible. This is loathsome behavior. Guy's got to give up his cell phone so the people at the bar can watch the game. Now, people showed up to watch the game at that bar, and he hadn't done that. You know how much money that cost the bar or the bartenders? This is a joke. And Major League Baseball has just, I mean, they just come across like a band of bumbling fools. Oakland A's played at home in front of like 4,000 fans a few nights ago. 4,000. I know it's Oakland. I know it sucks. I know the weather's not the greatest. 4,000. You couldn't find, you couldn't find like 10,000 people to come to the game? No, 4,000 people. And now your fans, if they want to catch every game, they're supposed to spend, what, like another 30 bucks a month on top of whatever they pay for cable to begin with? What the hell are we doing here? They don't even do that for golf. The Masters doesn't even do that, and they could. And most of your golf fans are a lot richer than your average baseball fan. My God. It's not that baseball is going out of business anytime soon, but it's like they're trying to. Just absolutely awful. That is all the time we got this week on The Air Attack. Thanks for joining us. Make sure you check out Facebook.com slash The Air Attack. Also, follow me on Twitter at BCAK, the man. And remember, The Air Attack with BC, the man, can be heard on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and the Anchor app. Subscribe and share today. Let's close it out tonight with Lace. Here's All Right, All Right. I'm BC, the man. I will see you guys next time on The Air Attack. Haters, they fear to see us falling. They want to see.
is falling, but they won't. Cause we can't laugh it straight to the bank. After that, we blow a dank. So shout it what you think. You deserve a man, a man that understands. That before this love, we gotta get them grants. Business before pleasure. Little mama, do your thing, get more cheddar. Holla at your boy whenever. And this the last thing I had to tell ya. I see you looking good, girl. I see you looking good, girl. I see you getting money, girl. I see you getting money, girl. I see you riding clean, girl. I see you riding clean, girl. All right, all right, all right, all right. I see you looking good, girl. I see you looking good, girl. I see you getting money, girl. I see you getting money, girl. I see you riding clean, girl. I see you riding clean, girl. All right, all right, all right, all right. Left it straight to the bank, to the bank. Left it straight to the bank, to the bank. Left it straight to the bank, to the bank. Left it straight to the bank, to the bank. Left it straight to the bank, to the bank. I see you looking good, girl. I see you getting. 